Oh, what is up? I'm feeling like pretty fucking high energy right now. Three coffees, no sleep, just fucking what we like to call a manic episode. Um, no, I can't say that on the internet, can I? Am I going to delete this? Stop. Nah, fuck it. I'll leave it. I'll leave this in. <laughs> yeah, this is mad, isn't it? When I'm dead and gone, you will listen back to this and go, he was absolutely off his rocker. Well, um, what's, what's, um, what's going on? I'm just a busy man. Busy making coffee, big, busy drinking coffee, biggie drinky coffee, drinky biggie coffees. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by, I don't have anything, no adverts, no nothing. I'm doing so many podcast intros at the moment. I don't actually have anything to talk about because I just fucking talked about it the last time. Oh my God. You mean to tell me that there's a way I could have got this episode early, Craig? That's right. There's an episode of, I mean, there's a place that you can get these episodes really, really, really quickly and easily. And before everyone else, it's patreon.com forward slash the downbeat. And um, it's only one fucking pound. You've got one pound in your bank? If you haven't, then you probably shouldn't have the internet. That's the first thing you should stop. So that's why I don't feel bad asking for a pound, because if you can afford the internet, you can afford a pound. Um, and you get episodes early, and that's all you fucking get. You might get the T-shirts early, um, but you don't get them for free. And uh, they're available at www.thedownbeat.at, so it spells downbeat. My guest this week, I haven't even taken a breath yet. That's my Wim Hof shit. <sighs> okay, we're good. My guest this week is, without sounding um, even more mental than I have just sounded, is... Um, one of my favourite modern lyricists of all time, which sounds dramatic, but it really is. The man is a poet. He's an empath. Uh, is that the right word for someone who's got, you know, a lot of empathy? All the work he does in his community. Lovely work. We talk about that. Um, but he would rather be on the couch eating cereal, which he divulges that secret bit of information but his band Tradewind, who he's in with Tom Williams from Straight From The Path, a.k.a. my band. If you don't know that, then you, you what are you doing here? Oh, I like Stick To Your Guns. I don't care about the rest. Fuck you. You're here for everyone. We're a big boys club, but like a good one, not with any like horrible shit like the other boys clubs. Sort of like a... Um, I don't even know. I was going to make a billionaire boys club joke, but without any any of us being rich. Um... Anyway, then your album, The Day We Got What We Deserved, is out on May 21st, which I believe is tomorrow, if you're listening to this on the release day. It's really fucking good. It's got like a um, Radiohead DJ Shadow vibe. It's very not Stick to Your Guns, not Straight From The Path. All three of their albums, there's three albums in an EP, have like a slightly different vibe. This one's got more of like a synthy vibe in there. There's some weird modular synth shit going on. Um, really fucking good. You should check it out. Uh, we had a lovely chat about everything, politics, fun. We laughed a lot. Fun. And there was just fun to be had. We were, ha, 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 ha. It was really good. It's Jesse Barnett on the Downbeat Podcast. That's why I need to sync it up. Why? Why are you laughing? <laughs> First of all, it's been a million years since I've seen you. You let it's me say. I'm gonna say so a few long. things. You look fantastic. Thank you. 
your podcast is hilarious. I can't believe I'm finally on it. Thank you for having me. I'm pretty sure people have been begging you to have me on it. And I was just like, they oh, have. I guess I'll just wait for my friend Craig to ask me. No, remember we were supposed to do it in my old life, my old shitty life. You were at my house. <laughs> <laughs> you were at my house. And then we just got up and made coffee instead. <laughs> that sounds, that sounds correct. That sounds about right. Sounds like us. Yeah, That was um, it. But also, I want to give a quick shout out to Guava Sao Paulo LaCroix. It's a new flavor. Nice. In, no, in no way is it's this an ad. It really, really sounds like an ad. <laughs> it's just so good. About three minutes ago, I would have been trying to sell them t-shirts probably. <laughs> so now they're like fucking, they've got to drink water. What you got? LaCroix. Yeah. Uh, guava. I've got... um. So just, just a soda live. Soda you, were you about to say soda, soda stream? stream? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hooked up this soda stream. Mm. Just a soda lime. No ice. Ice is the uh, the podcast's nemesis. Really? Why is that? Oh, too too much oh, crunching. Oh, the jangle. Yeah. The jangle. Yeah. I'm not crunching. I'm not fucking eating. <laughs> I eat ice. So that would I mean, be so a do huge I, but not not during an interview. <laughs> <laughs> so the new album. <laughs> pretty tough um where are you la i'm in my house it looks nice i'm always in you my got house a nice bed there filled with dogs oh yeah we're, we're fostering a little puppy right now and and we just fostered a, a girl puppy so like we we this this brother and sister kind of came to this rescue that i work with and we did the sister first and the sister was so easy and now we got the boy and he's a fucking hellraiser so it's been it's been a nightmare well they pit bulls yeah little pities Lovely. Are pitties allowed so, over there? Uh, I don't think they are. American pit bulls. No, I think they're banned. Yeah, I think so. I've seen them. I think I've definitely seen them. You can like, you can like, you can do weird shit with the paperwork where you say they're actually like a different kind of terrier or whatever. But like, it's. I just don't think we can be trusted. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not the dog's fault. It's the fucking. It's the people's fault. British people or just people. I mean, nah, British people. I, I, in this, in this instance, I mean British people, but, but people. People in general, yeah. People in general, right? What hoodie you got on? What do you mean? Say it again. What hoodie have you got on? This is the uh, this is the SRA. Uh, I work with the. Um, it's the organization I'm with, the Socialist Rifle Association. Ooh, very different. Whoa, wait, <laughs> wait, though. You guys aren't supposed to like guns. <laughs> That's the uh, that's the main thing. That's that's what you, we're you that's what libs, we're told. You libs aren't supposed to like uh, aren't supposed to like guns. Hey, guess what? You what? probably didn't even notice this, but I saw you were working with them, and I donated. But I didn't buy a hoodie. I just did a little donation because I don't want to take your hoodie. I'm filled with hoodies. <laughs> Look at me. I'm the fucking hoodie guy. Craig, I appreciate that, buddy. You and Sam. Sam actually bought a hoodie, and uh, oh, he needed he needed something tangible. Yeah. I. <laughs> I just need. Here's what I paid for. I paid for this conversation. You're just you're, you're down for the cause. You don't need anything in return. There's no incentive. Well, I need. Well, now I've just broadcast it. So, so really, what I've done is worse because I I did it specifically to bring this up right. in a pub in a public place. <laughs> but if it gets if it, if it gets there, who cares? Right. Exactly. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, you're pretty mili militarized now, aren't you? <laughs> I, 
has Tom told you? I, oh, don't don't mention any crazy shit. <laughs> Tom's always saying that. I always have to ask permission from Tom um, things I'm allowed to say, and I'm pretty sure you've had to do the same thing. Oh, all the time. Right, I get right. like, "Hey, bro, that tweet. You sure?" <laughs> Yeah, are you sure about this one? No, for sure. He, he's always right. It's coming from a it's coming from a good place, but sometimes you know, tw- if Twitter is not for saying outrageously emotional things that you maybe don't fully mean, then what's the point of it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's for talking per- shit. It's the permanent nature of it, though. It's like. I, I, the one that always used to got me and still gets me and is just like a knife from heaven is that Tom Sell's last tweet, his last reply to someone <laughs> is him replying to me where I'm pretty sure I've added a delivery company who I've a fucking a delivery hasn't turned up and my reply is something insane like I'm gonna I'm gonna kill your whole fucking family it's like something <laughs> fucking crazy. And Tom Sell, like, a week before he died, would just, like, tweeted me back, like, Craig, st- steady on. That was it. <laughs> but people people go now to the fucking shrine of Tom Sell on of the course. internet. And, and they, they see, see the last thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's, like, a poignant thing as well, but then the, the, the main last reply is me, me threatening a delivery, a small <laughs> delivery company. Uh, you know what, Craig? I wouldn't have you any other way. And you know, I, actually, I'll give I'll give a Tom. I have a Tom Searle story that I don't even know if I'm allowed to be saying, but like, you know, can't you do it? Can't you edit this? <laughs> so no, <laughs> I have I have no emails in my in whole inbox, which is filled with shit constantly. The only email I have favorited is an email from Tom that he sent me in. Oh my God. So long ago. And where he's, he says, Hey, it was after we had played some shows together, did a tour together. And he says, Hey Jesse, it's Tom. Uh, I hope you're doing well. I wrote this breakdown, but I realized it's a little too stig. Um, so if you guys want it, you can have it. And I was just like, Oh, awesome. And so we listened to it. We're like, this thing is awesome. And we never used it. And, uh, we finally used it on the new record. And so we have a, we have a little bit of Tom on the new record and uh that's amazing i know and i still every once in a while I'll go back to the email just to look at it and it's just you know it's it's such a trip it's such a fucking trip but um you know so tom continues <laughs> tom is continuing to write for bands and making them better <laughs> <laughs> like fucking six years later that's so fucking sick yeah, are you awesome. gonna put it in the credits oh of course yeah, yeah yeah we're gonna do the whole ass cap thing he's gonna he's gonna be a writer i mean i don't know where you know i don't know we have to i probably got to talk with dan about that but um yeah you know, we'll, we'll figure That's out. That's amazing, the, though. The That's so fucking cool. Yeah, and it's the breakdown is hard as all fuck, so it's it's awesome. I wonder how much how much shit is still like how like Dan must still have riffs. Oh my his. god! Like must be like years worth. Just it, pop a it, sprinkle of Tom in there. Absolutely, and especially with a band like Architects, who who they uh, they try so fucking hard um sometimes i look at six year guns i'm like damn we do not try as hard as architects does like they care so much about their band so i mean you know you get a record you get an architect's record that has 10 11 12 songs those are the ones that made it so there's got to be hundreds of songs you know the the last one i think they had 24 songs 
Imagine going into the studio. Here you go, 24. Let's just fucking, let's just uh, polish these up. Stray goes, Stray goes in with six and then goes hands out to Will. Like, so Will. Honestly, same. I mean, if it wasn't for Chris, Chris is constantly writing riffs and, and, and Josh as well. But we're the same way. We're like, oh, the, the record's going to be 12 songs. Okay, well, here are the 12 songs. <laughs> here, here they are. Uh, we half that and then we go, so Will, like, what you what? got there? <laughs> You got in that big brain. Nah, it, it, it's usually it's, it'll be Tom and Will sat there, and then Will will say, "Ah, do something like this," and then really? it, it does work. But we need him there. The, the engine, the fucking engine man. We need him there. No, of course. Before I forget, before I forget, isn't it fun? Like, I'll just say my one poignant thing, and everyone go, "Oh, isn't he actually quite clever?" Um, isn't it crazy how art is one of the only things that you can like? you can truly transcend death you're like a mortal like no, absolutely absolutely and the and the and the and the, um what, what do you call it when you're obsessed with yourself is that narcissism narcissism ego egotistical yeah so that part of me thinks that's great <laughs> that I, i'm gonna continue living on and and uh, you know people who hate me and they're gonna train their children to hate me i'm gonna outlive I, that's all fine of them. i'll take it i'll take it all <laughs> All press is good press, my friend. Absolutely. Uh, like, I was talking about this earlier today when I was like, I was talking to my girlfriend about it and then I was like, I can't remember what we were talking about and I was like, no, I can't, I have too much ego. I, that's why, and I'll hold my hands up and say, I'm fucking, I'm an egotistical maniac. That's why I'm doing fucking music and a podcast. <laughs> no one has a podcast. Uh, hey guys, here's me talking for two hours. <laughs> I got, I hate myself, but here's two hours of <laughs> You know, just the just the cool shit. But and that's why I can't do like mushrooms or any like psychedelic like the ones where everyone's like, Hey man, that'll really break your ego down. That is a horrible time for me. <laughs> I say the same thing, and honestly, it's like uh, you know, I, I'm a I'm a straight edge person, but the, the psychedelics really um, they interest me. I find them very interesting, but at the same time, I have the exact same thing. I'm too afraid of myself. I'm too afraid yeah. to actually face like some some truth that like that would be so dark if I did that. So yeah, oh, oh. it was cha- <laughs> it was challenging, but I learned from it. But if you didn't do it, it wouldn't be challenging because that. That will be the route that I'm doing. It's like homework. You know, why do it yeah. when you can just not do it? That's what I, not that was my it. argument. I, I'm, yeah, I'm still here. Like, not doing your homework is sold to you like the end of the fucking world. But and, here we are. And that first time you hand in that paper or don't hand in that paper and your teacher's like, what the fuck? You, you get an F and then you realize you continue to keep living. That was a very empowering moment for me. <laughs> Wait, that's it. The yeah. the let the letter changes. On, <laughs> the letter on the paper changes. Go on. <laughs> and then what? Oh, you can't get into a good college. I'm not doing that. You know no. what I mean? They, they had nothing. They had nothing. They had nothing on me. So, you know what was insane with me is I didn't do it ever. I don't think I ever did homework. And all I did was the day before all of the exams, I got. I paid for a tutor in that subject and I fucking rammed it all in my brain the night before and I got pretty good grades. There you go. And then it was actually the, the, the like arty shit 
where you needed like coursework, like backed up. Like I did art. Right. And it was like, oh, write about this guy. He's like, no. I was supposed to be painting. So I obviously didn't do that shit and I got fucking E's and F's. Right. And, exactly. But the, the shit that was just like fucking two out two, motherfucker. Right. Uh, like that stayed in for 24 hours. I banged it all out on the paper. <laughs> it got pretty good. But it was anything where it was like, you were, you were supposed to previously have written all this other shit? No. Look, I say, I kind of say this as a joke, but I'm also kind of being serious. The things that stuck were the important things. So whatever I took from grade school and all that shit, the things that I actually sunk into my brain, that's important. All the other shit I didn't remember, I wasn't supposed to. That's how I look at it. <laughs> I feel like, how do, they, how do they fix that? Because I'm like... What the fuck is that noise? A dog yeah, or a I'm child? So, I'm so sorry. It's a dog. Give me. I, I do, don't, I do don't we, care. Okay, cool. I just don't want it to be. It, it, hopefully, he'll stop soon. But <laughs> it sounds. Why? Why is it? Why is it so annoyed? I don't know. Hold on one sec. Hold on. You might have to. You might have to edit. No, I'm not editing anything. I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk through what's happening. Right, he's running, trotting. I don't know. Is he? Why are your headphones still connected? Because they're, they're, they're on my little dongle. Come on. Then what? where is the recording stuff going into? Oh, it's right here. It's in my laptop. So I called back on my phone because I found a dongle instead of doing it on the oh laptop. Oh, my God. I thought you just, like, carried a laptop with no. you. <laughs> I'm really span out. That was like a kaleidoscope because I swear you walked in one direction and you got to your destination. It was the same room. <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking spooky, like some sort of spooky haunted house. Anyway, uh, what are we talking about? No, but School. I reckon, yeah, I reckon when, we'll talk about a fucking album later, I don't care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Same. I do care. Uh, I reckon if I'd have went to, uh, I don't know, all of that shit's too early. Like, if you could tell me now, you could learn about anything you want. I would do it, and I would fucking do the practice, and whatever they call it, reading. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, here's the thing is, I, I read now. I found reading later in my life. You are so reedy. <laughs> that I, and, and reading is interesting when you're reading about things you want to learn. And obviously, like, when you're young, you're too stupid to be like, oh, what do I like? I like my friends, TV, and playing baseball or whatever it is. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, well, you, everyone's got to do shit that they don't want to do sometimes. Um, but man, the things that I was learning in, in school, I felt like most of it, not all of it, I really truly genuinely didn't care about that. And so, it, you know, I think the, the, the general rule is, okay, we have to force them to care. But my, my thing is like, I was friends with kids who loved science and I was friends with kids who loved math. Like they looked at a math equation. And it was like, a, it was like a, you know, a, a fucking 12 year old boy found his dad's porno magazine. You know what I mean? Like couldn't fuck. <laughs> like oh. they, they couldn't believe it. And my argument even then was like, yeah, let that kid do the math. He so what do they do now? These kids, give me a case study. <laughs> what do they case do now? Study. They they yeah. they try to learn on the computer, and from what I've heard from people like Chris who have children, it's not great. So, <laughs> but there's like, no, I mean, give me a case study of like one of the people you were friends with that was good at math. Oh, what do they? Do? I have no Jer idea. Jerking <laughs> off over fucking <laughs> probably algebra. fucking dead in a ditch somewhere. Who knows? Really? Oh, Jesus but, <laughs> Christ! I'm sorry. Sorry. I mean, Little, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I don't. <laughs> 
But now, the kids still fucking hate school now, and now there's like a million lessons. Like, yeah. I never had, like, you can take philosophy at normal high school now. Right. That would have probably interested me. Instead right, of totally. being like, totally. here you go, read fucking Of Mice and Men. Right, no. exactly. <laughs> and no. What's crazy is there's so much information now on fucking TikTok and Instagram and Twitter that I feel like I look at Gen Z, I'm like, these motherfuckers... TikTok was your number one. <laughs> and I don't even have one. <laughs> but like, they're, they're smarter than me, these fucking kids. No, all right, all right, the TikTok shit is weird as fuck because there's like... People know that <clears throat> wild realizations go viral. So people are like making shit up. Uh, like, <laughs> did, did you, honestly, it's kind of funny. Did you know that if you do this, then this happens? And then people go and fucking try it. And they're like, uh, like, oh, one tip for getting scrapes out of your car. And it's like, go and get a fucking battery and rub it on it. Right. And, <laughs> And then they like fake the video and then someone, go, everyone goes and tries it and they just fucking end up scratching their car. It's kind of funny. We're going full circle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I wish I, I wish I had a, an, an answer for what, what way is the right way. But I, look, whatever I did led me here talking to you. So it's, I mean, it's straight A's in my book or that, F's depending that, on which way you look question's, at it. That question's too big for a fucking <laughs> podcast. Between our two dumb asses. Really quick, let me ask you a question. I don't think that's going to stop, so are we just going to edit out the puppy yelling for help in the background? or How can I edit it out? There's no fucking plug-in for it. <laughs> you, asked me, you asked me earlier to change my sample rate, and I had a meltdown, because I had no idea what that meant. Okay, yeah. So well, I have no idea. There's no anti-dog fucking filter. <laughs> I mean, there's there's probably something I can do. I hear I hear people say we'll do it in post, so I don't know. Can you do it in post? <laughs> well, I don't think people are trying to remove dogs in post. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think you're, this is why I wanted you close to your mic, though, because it, it should be fine. Okay. How well, loud is it for you in that room? The dog? Yeah. Not loud. I just hear it in the background, so it'll maybe just add a thing to the background. By nice this little point, Easter egg. Yeah, by this point, at least you make up. Hunt for the dog. <laughs> Did you hear what the dog said at fucking five minutes 52 in? If you do that backwards, it's the communist manifesto. <laughs> That's what you were doing the whole time. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so you and George Schmitz now are fully weaponized or... <laughs> I don't think George is, I don't think George George is, is weaponized um, as far as he's not weaponized in the sense of actual weaponry, but he's weaponized in the sense of he's the smartest person I've ever met and he uses the things that he reads to educate himself and the people around him to better uh, help build a society that's not so disgustingly sick. So he's he, yeah he's like off grid at the moment, and all I picture is Unabomber. Like, uh, what's jo what the fuck is George up to in Den just, the Denver Unabomber? I just saw him recently, and uh, he's very, he looks very normal. I gotta say, I was expecting you know like bags under the eyes and like, hey man, you don't know what I know, man. <laughs> but he he's was, gone the other way. He's incredibly healthy. It looks like so. That was good That's to see. Good, yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it's always worrying when someone who is so clever and so, 
how do you say like you know just smart but no so well rooted in his beliefs right. just suddenly goes quiet right <laughs> well i think do, oh, i think okay I, I don't know if i'm supposed to be saying this but of course i'll say it is i think like the the twitter like it, you know people like you and i people talk shit to us and we look at that as an opportunity <laughs> yeah <laughs> i we actively go, seek it out oh great exactly and i i love responding to people like that just like people want to come at me and be like fuck you you motherfucker and i'll just be like okay fuck you asshole motherfucker like i'll just i'll go i'll go all day long with people i i truly don't care it doesn't bother me um some people it it really affects and i think george is one of those people where he not not so much like it ruins his day but he's so much he's more so just like you know what i believe what i believe and i don't need to put it all over the internet so i'm just gonna like do the reading and then sometimes tweet but then like you know he'll put something up and then either it's protected and no one can see it or it's like he'll delete it or whatever. But you know, there's some people don't want that kind of shit in their life, but then there's people like you and I who are just like, yeah, let's go. I'll go all day long. Shit talking. Yeah. People. I think, I feel like after good night, alt right. When I was like, wait, I'm, no one killed me right let's exactly go. exactly <laughs> let, let's fucking go. Everyone. Come on. And that's the biggest thing to, to understand is like, you know, people will literally threaten me with violence. And I just go like, your car or mine like you know what i mean like you want to do this i'll pick you up or you come you swing by my house you know what i mean like let's be honest you're not gonna do shit i'm way too lazy to do anything so (laughs) so it's like if you want to if you want to you know unless you know unless it's like legitimately like someone does come knock on my door then fine i'll i'll try my hardest to just knock you out with one punch and if i can't then i'll just get winded and you'll probably beat the shit out of me but you know i i don't care like like i'm not i'm not afraid of of someone on the internet and, and, um, you know, should, should something happen where internet shit talk turns into real life situation, then I don't know, we'll cross that bridge and we cross it. But <laughs> so it just seems, it seems odd that people are so willing to take a stance against a stranger, usually about defending a different stranger. Do you right. know what I mean? Like, so totally. if someone's coming into your DMS, like, you got any shit about fucking supporting Palestine? Right. Oh my god, that's been that's been popping off at the moment. A, a lot, you know, a lot. Especially, you know, six year guns is pretty much like we do very well in Germany. Um, <clears throat> we have a we have a large German following, and Germany, because of their history, is it, it, even even German anti fascists are, for the most part, very very pro Israel. Um, you know because of, of their, you know, them committing one of the worst crimes yeah. in, in history of humans. Um, and so, you know, that, that I, I give a critique of Israel. I give a critique of the, the history. I give a critique, you know, this. And again, people think, you know, people will come to me and say like, oh, this is just trending right now. That's why you give a fuck. It's like, I have the receipts. I have a fucking high school paper that I did yeah, on, on the, this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I've been, I've been talking about this since <laughs> he literally. Got an F, right? but he has the paper. <laughs> But like, this is legitimately something I've been talking about since 2005. Like this isn't, this isn't like a new thing for me and that's fine. But you know, it's, it, you know, a lot of Germans will come at me and and talk their shit and it's just like, you know, I, I don't care, but like, there's nothing, a lot of people think they can take the stance of like, Oh, I'm never listening to you again. Good. 
You know what I mean? Like I genuinely shouldn't have been don't. listening in the first place. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, it's, it's funny when people think, cause you know, we've all been so brainwashed to think that like the customer is always right. So it's like, Oh, well I bought your record and I go to your shows and therefore, you know, you shouldn't be saying these things. It's just like, yeah, that's the thing yeah. People to side, to side on that a little bit. Like people don't realize that the downbeat and everything to do with it is just me. Right. So, <laughs> so like, the I sometimes get like a returns request or a complaint. Not often, everyone. Please continue to buy. But <laughs> the but the person will be a fucking because I think they're speaking to customer service. They will right. be just so rude. Like you're speaking directly to Jeff Bezos. Who's right. Fucking just kick your parcel into a fucking river, and then and then to me they're nice as pie. And then I'll play them off on both things, just for fun. Like we said, we got right. all day. <laughs> I'll play them both. And I'll be like, oh, man, that, that kind of sucks. Like, what are customer support saying? And then they'll say stuff like, they never even got back to me. And it's like, well, <laughs> here's, here's the news. They have, and it's me. And we're still having that conversation. It's just fucking, I don't care, but you nailed it. Like, people are fucking brainwashed. I feel like I used to be until... I, until Maybe the last five years, I woke up and was just like, wait, there is people at the other end of whatever situation, if I have to complain about something or whatever. Right. My, my, my biggest, my funniest customer service thing that I had one time, because I do the record label with Tom, um, but we, you know, Savannah and I are the people who send out all the records. So sometimes she'll get them and sometimes I'll get the customer service emails. And one time I just straight up said to someone who was being, they, 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 you know, I, I can, I'm all f- people want to be frustrated. That's okay. I get it. Shit's frustrating. But when you, when you're, when you're outright like rude and shitty is when I go like, okay, now it's like gloves off. And I, I just straight up said to someone, Hey, I'm keeping your money and I'm not sending you your record. Like I'm robbing you now. <laughs> <laughs> like, like go ahead, report me to the better, better business bureau, call the cops. I'm just straight up not sending you this and I'm keeping your money. And then they were like, what the fuck? And then obviously Savannah's like, no, we're sending them their fucking record. So, but, um, yeah, yeah, that's how, that's how I do. You You need, dude, I I have, I have her check all of my emails. Can I send this email? Absolutely not. (laughs) What what do I need to do? You need to change everything. I get what your message is, but the whole thing needs to change. Yeah. It's fucked, but you know, I, I, I'm an, I can be an emotional creature as I'm sure you can as well. And so it's just like, yeah, whatever. I'm the fucking worst. I'm the worst person that you could put like streaming as well. Like <laughs> if I'm having a bad day and someone on Twitch says, ha ha, like you dropped a stick. I'll ban them. <laughs> I'll ban. And I know like, it's almost like I just like I black out. Right. And I'm like. I'll look straight at the camera and be like, you're getting banned. You're getting fucking banned right now. And then I forget all about it. And two weeks later, I'll get like an unbanned request. It's like, hey, man, like, I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm really sorry about mentioning that you dropped your stick. And then I, I because like I'm fucking the guards down and I'm not, I'm not a psychopath at that moment in time. I'm like, I, no, I'm really sorry. Like, I am a fucking... I can't do anything about it. I don't know what it is. Well, here's the thing is, is, is drumming. There's so much technical shit. I mean, there is, I guess too, with guitar. Luckily I'm not, 
a musician. I'm a person who happens to play the guitar sometimes. Um, so I don't, you know, like Taylor, cause I, so I'm a, I'm a Taylor, Taylor guitar artist. And they asked me one time to like go on there and like, Oh, you should come on our Instagram and play a song or whatever. And then I was like, Oh, that, that could be cool. And then I went and looked at the other people who did it. And I'm like, yeah, I, I I'm not, I'm not doing it. Like fuck flamenco players who are doing like scales all and up and down the shit. And I'm like going to be playing power chords on this fucking Taylor guitar. You know what I mean? And so it's nice. I sure it's a different thing. And that's even what they said, but I eventually turned it down. But I, I get it a lot with, um, if I ever post anything with like, like shooting any gun shit. Oh man. Gun people are the fucking, Oh, well, advice. Yo, not advice. Tell you don't. You're not even. You're. You gotta. It's just crazy shit. It's like, hey, I'm still learning. What? What is it? Fart sniffers. (laughs) Right, and this is this is where it comes from. (laughs) Listeners of the podcast already know about it. I've even got a button for it. You ready? Ready for this? I can press a button. I'll give you the fart sniffer noise. Please. This is what I, I play during a stream. If someone offers. Unsolicited, unsolicited advice. I've got to play it down the microphone for you. Ready? I can do it again. I can do it again for you. I'll do it again. Ready? So it's anyway. so, it's someone farting and then sniffing it and then and, going, right. oh, that smells mm, yeah, so good. Right. Yeah. Because what and what they're doing is my 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 concept behind it is that they are they're just they're just barking up the wrong tree. Like you, <laughs> I care so little that you could be critiquing my farts right now. <laughs> and you're the type of person that has an opinion for everything. You probably sit around when you don't have anything to do, fart and assess the fucking tombra and fucking tone <laughs> like like you're having a fucking drip coffee you're like a fucking mm, that's an the earthy notes. tone yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway yeah fart sniffers in the gun world i can imagine it's exactly the same as everything there, else. There, there's fart sniffers everywhere i mean even even with love like- it love it you're on board already <laughs> It's like, you know, people have, have always given shit. I mean, fuck. Stick to Your Guns wrote a song called, quote unquote, colorblind when we were 15 years old about how like, hey, we shouldn't be racist. And pe- and people were like, you fucking race trading fucking bastard. Racism's a myth. And, I, you know, people are telling me that when I'm 15, 16 years old. So it's like we literally get shit saying anything. You know what I mean? You know, I could say something and they could be like, that's wrong. And I'd be like, okay. And then I'll say exactly what they're saying. And then they'll be like, no, that's still wrong. And it's just like, you know, no, no, no matter what you do, you're going to, you're going to make people upset. And it's like, you know, people give me the shit where they're like, Oh, all you do is talk. You don't actually do anything. And I'll be like, actually, I'm pretty involved in the community. And I'm, I just opened up a community space that helps people who in need. And I have a mutual aid project in Venice beach where I'm feeding people and sheltering people and clothing people. And, you know, and they're like, Oh, we're only doing that for, for, you know, your own selfish. It's just like fucking Jesus. You're, you're, you're never gonna, you know, they say you're all talk. And then you go like, actually I talk and I'm I walk. Doing, yeah. Right. But and then the they're like, well, it's, it's for your own ego. It's just like, all right. When it's, when it's either, when when they either say it's for ego or it's so you can post about it or it's because it's trending. Right. It's a projection right. of them. The, it, the part of their brain goes, I'm not doing anything. Right. And then <laughs> they fucking project that by going, oh, you're, you're just doing that for that. The, the, right. In fact, by me not doing anything, I'm actually doing more than them. And here's what I want to say. <laughs> 
(laughs) (laughs) But here's what I want to say is like, you know me. Tom knows me. Everyone knows me who knows people who know me, know me. I don't want to be doing any of it. So let me get, let me go ahead and say that. Let me go out and get there. I'm not one of these, like I wasn't born to be a humanitarian and fly all over the world and fucking help people. That's not, I mean, I, 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 it's very fulfilling work and you get to meet people who have these amazing stories and you get to learn a lot about, uh, humanity and society and things like that. And that, that in, in itself is fulfilling but I don't want to be doing it. I want on my weekends to be sitting on my fucking ass, binge watching Netflix, drinking my fucking LaCroix with a fucking dozen donuts in front of me, not doing shit. And so that, that, that's what a lot of people I think have a misconception that I'm this like wannabe do-gooder. Trust me. I don't want to be doing any of it. Having said that the United States and, and, and many places, but I am going to speak from, where I live is such a failed fucking state, especially California, who's by the way, under Supreme democratic rule, uh, and failing us miserably. It's so fucked up that it's just like, okay, well, you know, the, the, the fucking room isn't going to get clean if I just sit here and do nothing. So I'll, someone's got to do it. And l- luckily there's a bunch of people who are out every weekend and every week trying to fucking pick up the slack for this clearly failed state, this failed project known as the United States. Um, and it's great. But again, I, I, I hardly run into anyone who's like, I'm here because I fi-. No, no one wants to be there. Yeah. Everyone just those wants people, to be there. Those people are just talking about it on the internet. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The, the people that, the people that they're, they're bl- accusing you of being, do exist right they do exist <laughs> but it isn't you it, and it's it's not me but it's like i've i've found i have found a, a fulfillment out of it and I, I i enjoy doing it and i try to do it consistently you know like we're going out tomorrow and it's been a crazy week but and i definitely don't want to go but i go because you know our our project there's there's people who rely on us so we go out there and do it but th- you know i i think that f- admitting that to oneself is in its own way empowering because it's just like look no one wants to be doing this shit everyone wants to just to be living their life everyone wants to be you know and i i don't blame anyone who doesn't like people work you know what i mean people have their own family problems people have their own shit that they got going on that that's fine and that's ultimately what i'm trying to push hey how about none of us do this and the government does exactly it. <laughs> and we all come together and we all do it together so that no one has to go out and do any of this that's that's my whole thing that's my push because you know <laughs> i would rather be doing other things with my time why why uh, obviously i'm not asking i'm rhetorically asking this question but like, right. why is anyone against that like <laughs> uh i think they a lot of people feel like well i had to do like for, like for let, let's give an example like for college um, and I don't know what, what is that is university we pay. paid for? We pay. I'm, I'm in debt. I'm in okay. a lot of debt from my degree. Right. And so I think the argument is very simply people just go like, well, I had to do that. And if we eliminate it for these people, that's not fair for what I had to go through. Oh. And it's, it's such a short sighted view. Um, and it's, it's quite literally, it's fucking stupid. You know what I mean? Like who gives a shit? Like. But let's take that as an extreme, right? right. A, a completely out, out there extreme. Let's say I get my fucking legs cut off with a bone saw by a stranger. And I... That was horrible. Right. 
and I don't want that to. I wouldn't want that to happen to anyone. Right. So why would anyone then go around going, "Well, I had my legs cut off with right. a bone saw." Fucking. So everyone so else has else, to do it. Yeah, exactly. So where is the line? Because obviously it filters down. Right. At some point, humans stop caring about someone else getting something if they had to do it. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. And and, and it's it's. I think the the argument that has been completely demolished by data and research and actual like fact and shit like that is that if you take away those things from people, then they will not they will no longer be incentivized to want to participate in society. When which is just not the case. I mean, you you, you can see it throughout history. You can see it throughout current society in places where people get free healthcare, free schooling, free free uh, you know even some places free housing and and things like this. That that that's not that's that just isn't correct. Like I feel like humans by nature, and this is generally speaking, there are some people who just want to be locked in their room and don't want to participate in society. But I would argue that that's because capitalism has just completely demolished our will to live. Now we're social creatures though. You know what I mean? And we want to participate. We want to feel like we're giving back and that we're doing things because that's what gives us a sense of fulfillment. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't buy the nonsense of like, oh, if you, you know, raise the minimum wage or, or, or what, or if you give people schooling or give people free healthcare that they're not going to want to like work for it. It's just like, no, they'll just work and want other things. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, and, but if you, if you make the environment comfortable, people will be more comfortable and they'll be more productive. There will be like, an ad- a better output. That's 100% correct. Like we, if we're, if we're talking in terms of like output only like, okay, well, you know, we, we, we need, you know, we, we need a better output. We need a society that's constantly moving forward and blah, blah, blah. Whether I agree with that or not is, is makes no difference to this argument, but it's just like, you're you're 100 correct i'm talking you, yeah i'm talking about the capitalist argument of well no one's gonna fucking make the bread <laughs> right and and right now i mean i'll give it a perfect example like almost every single person on the street in venice that my 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 organization uh services almost all of them have jobs they go and they work it's just they can't make enough money to get a house or get ahead or do anything else because not only is putting a roof over your head expensive, but so is just being alive and granted Los Angeles is an expensive city. So we, we basically, uh, we set up tables. We have like the stick your guns tour van, which is, it hasn't been being used. It's filled with, uh, medical, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, I'm really sorry. It's okay. It's okay. But it's filled with medical supplies and then we go and pick up food and we go pick up, we have books and, and we have all these basically things that, that, that people need in order to live a dignified life. And we go and we basically have this thing called the red bread free store and you can just come by and if you need clothes then you can grab clothes, if you need food, you can grab food, you can grab whatever you need. And, 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 and whenever we do one, it's every other Sunday we ask, okay, well, what is it that you need now? Like what, what else, what else do you need? Um, there was a really dark week where we had to we had to equip everyone with fire extinguishers because like a lot of the people and and were were burning down the encampments um, because obviously they're they're quote unquote bad for Venice brunch business. So um, wow, yeah. So you 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 know there's things there, you have those moments where it's like fuck this this is this shit is fucking dark. But luckily you know uh, you know I, th- th- these people are wonderful and they're fucking smart and they're hardworking and like 
it's 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 pretty eye opening because you know generally people think that you know uh, uh, an unhoused person is someone who's mentally ill, and a lot of the time they are, or or uh, someone who's a, dr- a drug addict, and sometimes they are, but that doesn't that that doesn't that doesn't mean that that person doesn't have a right to get help or doesn't have a right to, 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 uh, uh, a humane and, and dignified life and deserving of respect. So, you know, it's, it's, it's an it's interesting weird thing. How, it's weird how America, this is an observation that I've had. It's weird how America is really, really understanding of alcoholics. Like someone's an alcoholic. Definitely. Don't, don't, don't do don't do this don't do that don't, right like don't don't mention it you know you know like and they're really really nice about it right someone's addicted to drugs oh no that person needs to die <laughs> no <laughs> like, totally or, or or i'll even take it one step further if you're poor and addicted to drugs then they need to die if you're rich yeah. and addicted to drugs you need help and it's a tragedy and everyone needs to come together and sing kumbaya and they all you know what i mean all that fucking shit and, and um <clears throat> You know, I think it's the same thing. And, and that's what a lot of people don't understand is like our organization, what's, and this is the main difference and why we call ourselves a mutual aid group as opposed to a charity group is although there are people out there who want to help, but they don't understand the dynamics of of society and you only learn those dynamics from a participating in it but also these are things that you can read about these are things that you can learn about and and my readings and the things that i study have helped me better service the community and so something that i learned about when when helping especially in a mutual aid setting is outreach and what outreach is and i'm sure a lot of people know so i apologize if i'm being redundant but you go and you basically talk to these communities because a lot of these time, a lot of the times you go like, oh, here's a bunch of shit I don't want in my house. I'm going to go dump it on these people. And especially in Los Angeles, and this is the only experience I can speak from, people are generally very hostile towards the homeless community. And a reason for that is, is because they're quote, they're quote unquote, very messy and everything looks like a mess. But what a lot of people don't realize is a lot of that mess comes from people who are trying to do good, but just dumping all of their shit that they don't want at an encampment. And the encampment goes like, we don't need any of this and we don't want any of this. And so it just piles up and it just becomes an issue. So outreach is important because you go to the community, you talk directly to them and you say, Hey, what do you need? What can I bring you? And here's, what's good about that. A you as the person who's trying to help doesn't waste their time. You don't go getting a bunch of shit that's not needed and making more trash and a harder time for people. B it just, it's, it's, it's like we said, it's mutual respect. It's there's this saying, called bread and roses in 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 communism and socialism bread is the things that we need in order to survive and roses are the things that make life worth living that are the beautiful things like shit talking trolls on the internet and things like this Rosie. <laughs> oh my god just rosy. huge bouquet exactly huge bouquet. <laughs> but you know and that's what's important so asking someone what they want instead of just being like oh beggars can't be choosers so just take this because that that mentality of beggars can't be choosers only upholds the the capitalist classist mindset of i'm up here you're down here so just take my bullshit so that's important um outreach and and also just making sure they want you there because a lot of these homeless encampments really are very organized they're very clean they have things that they already need and they don't fucking want your gentrifying ass anywhere near them because all you're going to do is bring more attention to them and um compromise their situation 
Do you ever get that? Do you ever get anyone like definitely we we need to fuck off? Yeah, yeah. We 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 will approach not anymore because a lot of our our houses people uh, vouch for us, especially our organization all over LA. Because a lot of, we've provided we've provided a lot of these encampments with cell phones, so we're we're legitimately still in contact with them when we're not even there. Hey, what do you need? Hey, does someone need medical help? Hey, do you need help getting? Because because the unhoused community here we're we're, we're eligible for um, the uh, stimulus checks but a lot of them didn't have like the proper ID or couldn't get a ride to a fucking place to get it. So we helped facilitate things like that. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 uh, but at the beginning, definitely we show up and we're like, Hey, we are here to, and they're just like, we're not, we're not buying what yeah, you're selling. Yeah. We're not, we don't give a fuck. Get they, the fuck they out think of here. You're going to dump a fucking bunch of blankets. They don't need that. Yeah. Or, or try to tell them about God. Hey, I'll feed you, but you got to listen. You got to have Bible study first. You know what I mean? And they're just like, you know what? I'd rather fucking starve. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, thanks. No, thank you. Uh, Did you watch or have you seen that film, The Platform? No. So it's on my, it's on my, I saved it. Let me just sum it up real. You're going to fucking love it. Everything you just fucking said. It's, I reckon, I know if you look, it's only got a seven on IMDb, right? But I think it's because people are fucking morons. Yeah, of course. Right? So... It's a it's a horror ish, but it's more of like a social allegory uh, about this guy who wakes up in a huge like tunnel, like a system of cells that just go like in a vertical, um, like almost like a tower thing, and one platform goes down the middle, and every month you're randomly assigned a level, and what happens is at level one there's a banquet full of food. You, they get a set amount of time to eat and then it goes down to the next level. And how the people at the top treat the food depends on how much food or what condition it's in when people are at the bottom. Whoa. So um, oh, you, it's literally a social allegory for I fucking... I love that. What That's we should awesome. do better. I honestly, I finished it. I was like, this is maybe the best film I've ever seen. <laughs> so it's a, um, it's a movie. It's not a show. It's a movie. It's a... Uh, a German language. Make sure you turn the fucking dubbing off. Watch it with subtitles. The okay. dubbing is crazy. <laughs> but like the 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 like there's so many hidden messages in it and just like clever little fucking nods to what's going on in the world. Yeah. But the f- the fact that one day you can just wake up and you're on a different platform. One day you could one day you wake you could wake up you could win the lottery like the fucking you know the message you could win the lottery you're on plat you're on number one you eat all day but there's like some some people are number one they eat all day I oh, fuck the people behind them and they spit on the food before it gets down to the next level or you could wake up one day and you're on the fucking lowest platform and there's no fucking food for you and what do you have to do you need to fight with your cellmate or fucking kill your cellmate or whatever right uh, it's just incredible yeah. you will fucking I messaged you immediately I was like you'll, you'll fucking love it. you'll love it I'll definitely be watching that today it's it's communism the movie it's an ad, it, right, it's a fucking advert and then it ends I'm not gonna tell you anything about the ending but it ends the only way it could end and people like I had people messaging me about it like yeah the movie was kind of okay but the ending sucked and then I'm like why did the ending suck they explain why they think it's like, I'm like, do you not understand the point of the entire movie? Right. Like, <laughs> the right. message there is like integral to the entire film, the whole thing. And then I, some people I started explaining, like, do you not see how this relates to our lives and the class system and whatever? Right. And um, 
<laughs> a lot of people were just like, oh, shit, I never thought of that. They were just expecting it to be like a fucking horror film. No, for sure. And, and uh, I, you know, I think, I think uh, movies, movies like that are important. And honestly, I'm not surprised it's German. I feel like Ger- Germany uh, really learned from their past and their history. Um, at least that's, that's what I think. And uh, I, I feel like they get it, even though I'm not, I'm, obviously Germany is not any sort of like communist society. Um, but like, they're not afraid of like learning what communism is. And they're not afraid to like learn where it, where it worked and where it didn't because communism, like any, like any system, like even capitalism, when it first was introduced, these are all social sciences, right? Communism is a social science and like any science, it takes experimentation. Um, and that's ultimately where like a lot of these super staunchly anti-communist people come out of the woodwork being like, look where, look what happened in fucking China and look what happened in, v- in Vietnam and look what happened in, in the USSR. And there's, there, there are a lot of very valid <clears throat> critiques to make about those places. Tons. Having said that, I haven't heard a single anti-communist person make a valid critique about it. They just say, they just say communism killed uh, a quadrillion bajillion people, some number that they've heard somewhere. Um, they probably heard it from the black book of communism, which has been completely debunked even by the people who wrote it. Um, so, you know, and, and, uh, yeah, so that's, that's what I really respect about Germany. And honestly, a lot of European countries, uh, like I said, they're still very staunchly capitalist, but at least they, at least they can look at communism through a lens that isn't, that isn't like red scare tactics. Whereas here in America, it's like, you know, people would rap. Yeah, I feel like it, it. It's like a. It's a naughty word. Exactly. Exactly. And and people would literally rather be considered a fascist than a communist because to them, those two things are interchangeable. The hammer and sickle and the swastika to to, to a lot of Americans are the exact same symbol. Um, which is is that just because of like? Because I don't know. Because I'm not American. Is that just because of the fucking? the cold war shit and yeah, like exactly. the way it was exactly a lot of people a lot of people equate stalin to hitler and and you know stalin did a lot of you know fucked up things and and there are critiques of stalin and that that are incredibly valid uh you know there, there's critiques of mao that are incredibly valid um you know there there's critiques of all these people that are, that me, me even as a communist are are very very valid but like i was saying communism like like capitalism or any other social science is that exactly it's a science and we need to experiment and we need to go we need to go okay well this works and this fucking doesn't work you know and and a lot of the time they used to fucking drill holes in people's brains (laughs) to make them fucking like not hear the voices anymore guess what didn't work exactly exactly it's time for the next guy to fucking invent the next thing no totally and uh, and and, you know a lot of those deaths that people say that you know the hundred million is, is is normally the thing that they that they say you know but they you know, you know, you know what, you know what deaths are counted in that hundred million, the 20 million red army soldiers who died fighting the fucking Nazis and trying to, you know, and, and freeing people from Auschwitz. Like they, they put those deaths under the quote unquote victims of communism. And it's like, bruh, that, that is, that's not, a, those aren't victims of communism. I mean, yeah, it's a war and it's uh, uh, atrocious, but like the red army stepped up when no one else would and was like you know what this hitler guy yeah fuck him let's let's go ahead and blow his fucking brains out um and let's fucking you know free these people who are being literally enslaved so you know they 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 say all that but also whenever you industrialize any nation whether it be the united states whether it be fucking germany whether it be russia whether it be china there's going to be deaths because it's like 
hey, we're, we exist back in this time where we only know as much as we know. And so we got to try, we got to try these farming tactics. And this is a big one about the fucking great famine that happened in, in, in China. It's like Mao fucked up and was like, oh, okay, our farming practices fucked up and it created this famine and now a bunch of people died. But it's like, there was also famine in the United States. The amount of mil- the, the millions of people who died when, when, when we were trying to industrialize this nation, it's like, you know, and th- th- this is ultimately the issue. I'm not trying to justify death, especially unnecessary death. That's not the point. But people want to get into like a death toll pissing contest between communism and capitalism. It's like, if you really want to do that, you're going to lose. You know what I mean? Like capitalism has killed far more people than quote unquote communism has. But let's just erase that argument altogether and look at what capitalism is. And let's look at what communism is. And let's just decide, do we want a system in which it serves this one class and we all have to work our fucking asses off for them and the benefit of them alone? Or do we want a system in which the workers own and have the rights to the things that they create and that the workplace is democratic and that we can decide what's best for society and not necessarily have everything be incentivized by profit motive. And, you know, we can actually look at what's best for the people who are living in a, in a, in a, in a certain place. But you know, those are, these are all arguments that I have all the time. And so, uh, yeah, it's well, right. <laughs> well, now you've indoctrinated half of our listeners. No, definitely not. Was, you're going to get much hatred over this, which, no, Hey, you hate won't. me. Guess everyone what? Out of spite, I love you rules. back. Do Listen, they? everyone that listens to my podcast rules. Okay. <laughs> okay good. They, they just, they don't get far enough to be annoyed. They listen to one episode and they go, wait, the guy dresses up like a woman sometimes. Right. I'm out. <laughs> So those people are gone. <laughs> By this point, you, everyone's fucking. You just you just conscripted, my friend. All right, hey, there uh, you go. Yeah, uh, we gotta talk about your fucking music, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. That. Uh, that's what we're here for. Tom fucking. Tom sat like the villain in uh, <laughs> Inspector Gadget in a chair. Yeah, exactly. Get Cross to the fucking this. record. Get to the record, right? As well as stick to your guns, you've got another band, a lovely band, a band that I love called Trade Wind. Appreciate that, pal. And uh, it's like, it's sad music, but I love sad music. I mean, it's not sad, but it's... What? Explain it. Explain, <laughs> explain the whole thing. Do, <laughs> hey, hey, do my job. It could definitely... Hey, worker boy. Hey, worker boy. Do my fucking job. <laughs> I mean, it could definitely be, it could definitely be sad. I think a lot of it is sad, but that's the best. That's to me, the great thing about trade is with, with, with stick to your guns. I'm, I'm, I'm quite literally using a, di- a completely different part of my brain than I am with trade And I, I think that's probably why you also love doing the downbeat. Cause it's not like, you know what I mean? It's a different thing. You get to use your creative yeah. outlet in a different way. And I think that's, I think that's, what's been, uh, if, if there has been any part of trade that has been successful, it's been the fact that me, Tom, Randy, and Andrew can express ourselves from a different part of our brains, um, as opposed to just kind of doing the normal thing that we do. And with, with a band like trade, when the ceiling is much higher, like if we want to have a guy fucking playing a kazoo with his ass, we can, we can, <laughs> we can do that. And there's certain things I can, I can't even bring up to stick to your guns, um, that with trade, when anything goes, um, but yeah, when we were going into this, I, I remember telling Tom, like, there's, I'm just not doing another trade on record because we're all, all four of us. When we're together, we can be very passive aggressive fucking assholes. And so it's like, you know, doing a record together can be like horrible 
just wait before horrible. this one or after this one so after the scoop after the <laughs> scoop after, after, the, <laughs> after the last record i was like you know what i think i'm done for a very 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 long time um and then mac and randy started working on songs together and they were kind of like oh these these could be tradewind songs and then they sent them over to tom and i and then we were like fine we'll do another record i think tom was always down i, I, I and and it was me who was just like i, I don't I don't want to do this. But once we started doing it, I was like, fuck, this is, this is great because why didn't you want to do it? Can you, without yeah. throwing anyone under the bus? No, no, no it's, not it throwing, just- it's not throwing anyone under the bus at all. I just, I, I just had no interest after the last one. The last one was, was just when, when doing a side project, like, you know, what's great about the downbeat and maybe you can, you can attest to this is like, like you said, it's just you. You don't have to collaborate with anyone except for your listener. I never want, I right. never want to be, I never want to do anything with anyone else ever again. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, you know, the, the fact that if I'm doing a side project, it would be different if Tradewind was like bringing in all this money. You know what I mean? I could, there's certain things you could just be like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but like what's required versus what I quote get in return. And granted I get, you know, we can, I get the satisfaction of writing a cool song with my friends, you know, and that's great. But like when it stops being fun, then I start really questioning, Oh, I don't need to be doing this. Like with stick to your guns, like that's my job. So you have to push through those moments of like, yeah, this really sucks right now, but you just got to have that struggle session and you just got to get through it with trade when it's almost like the homework, like, Oh wait, I could literally just walk away right now and I will continue living. You know what I mean? right. This is, this is a thing that I realized when I started like recording bands for a small, insane period of my life. <laughs> uh, like I was doing it and I was hating it. And while I was doing it, I was not teaching drums, which was my job. Right. And I would make more money from it. And then one day I just went, wait, I don't have to do this. <laughs> and I just stopped. I stopped immediately. And then now it's like, and it used to be, it's that kind of like, I guess maybe it's a musician thing where when you were coming up, you had to take every opportunity. You had yeah. to do everything. So you've, it's like muscle memory. It's like, hey man, do you want to play? Like now I'll get it. Like, hey man, do you want to play on my technical death metal song? And I'm about to reply, fuck yeah. And then I go, wait a minute. No. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that- <laughs> I don't want to fucking do that. Especially a band like Stray From The Path and Stick To Your Guns. Like we're very um, side by side in the things that we have to do in order to make a career for ourselves. So it's like, oh, go to Europe for- eight weeks in yeah a yeah you know what i mean like sure just because we've become accustomed to absolutely fucking grinding it out and i'm sure because you, you were also in uh brutality will prevail as well and i'm sure that yeah. wasn't that probably wasn't a fucking walk in the park either so it's yeah. like we we, we bec- we've become so accustomed to having to say yes but now we're actually in a position where we can actually be like you know what no and it <laughs> do you feels think after covid <laughs> do you think do you think after this uh, stick to your guns is going to be more there's going to be more no's i think there will be more no's but not because not in a way that's like it, there not will enough be money as in like not enough uh i'm not in a position in my life to sleep on the floor of a van while we do three festivals in one day exactly and like also just saying no to like 
things that we don't need to be doing because a lot of the times it's like oh we're going to go out to europe for a festival season and we're going to do like two weeks and then all of a sudden as it starts getting closer it's like oh now this festival wants you and they're offering you this much money and now this and then it all, all of a sudden starts getting extended and it's just it's really i think everyone in the band at least i hope we're all on the same page with this where we start valuing our time more so than the amount of money we're going to be bringing in and um because although that money can be better, it's like we're we're not talking a difference of twenty five thousand dollars. We're talking a difference yeah. of bringing home an extra twenty five hundred dollars, you yeah. know, and and staying in Europe for another week and a half or two weeks when like it's just like when like Chris has a fucking kid. And exactly, like, yeah. exactly. It's the and kid's it's, the good one. I'm fucking. I'm hedging my bets on that kid that Tom's got there. Like, <laughs> hey. Like, there's not going to be any more like, hey, guys, we leave in January. We're back in April. Right. Nah, man, you right. are going to miss years of your life that you aren't getting back if we well, do not, that. Not only that, I think we can both say now from experience that doing all those three sh- those three back-to-back U.S. tours in a row that we oft- all too often get suckered into, it might bring in more money technically, but it's not doing anything better for the business. You know what I mean? Not. Because now I feel like there's there, you need to start implementing a scarcity of how much you're playing because then it makes people go like, okay, fuck, this is the one time I can see Stick to Your Guns in Chicago and they're not coming back for another fucking eight months. As opposed Especially to- Especially you because know, everyone's going to be touring the minute it opens up. It's like, hey, you know you missed gigs? You can watch any band in the world <laughs> right. this this month. Exactly. No, <laughs> Just exactly. Just pick your fucking day. Exactly. And and which I you know I honestly don't know how it's going to look. Like I know shows are definitely coming back soon, but it's like I don't know people who just have enough passive income to be able to go to you know, 10 shows. 14 shows in a month. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? Like who the fuck has got, has that? So it's like, there's going to be massive competition. And so I think just like the scarcity of things is, is definitely going to help our business. It'll probably definitely help Stray's business as well. Just because, you know, that, that is, that's, an, that's important. Um, and I love saying I things. I like, I like, I love saying things like help our business. Cause people always try to be, people, people love to throw that in my face. I thought you were a communist as if making money is anti-communist. Um, Oh, but yet you participate in society. (laughs) Curious. I love that meme. I think about it all the fucking time. Absolutely amazing. Fucking pieces of shit. Pieces of shit. (laughs) But to, but to, to, to to circle us back to the, to trade wind. Okay. Yeah. So we'll get there. But uh, yeah, the, the the record ended up coming out like well beyond my expectations, and I think that's just because my expectations were in the floor. Just because I, again, I didn't really want to do them, and and I have it's got nothing to do with really anybody but my own selfish need to like want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Um, but Mac and Randy, man, they 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 wrote some fucking tunes and. My job was very easy because they wrote these awesome songs. Then all I had to do was be like, oh, yeah, oh, fuck, yeah, over them. And then everyone's like, Jesse's a genius. That that song's Bishop, yeah? Yes. Yeah. No, okay, yeah, got it. Um, so I'm guessing the fucking modular synth thing is those two smoking weed in a room. Oh, my and God. And then send it, fucking send it. Because there's two tracks with like, oh, ba da boom ba da ba ding ba So here's the thing is... Mac being Mac, you know, Mac. Yeah. He just, he just sent a Dropbox folder of like 60 beats that he played and that's it. They were just the drums. And then Randy is the one who put all the music over it. And then that's when, then after that, then they reached 
Tom and myself. Um, and so they, they had been working on some shit cause I'm pretty sure the idea for them was to, and I could be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure the idea for them was to do their own kind of like DJ shadow ish kind of project. Yeah. I was getting, there was death. There's definite DJ shadow vibes in oh, some of it for sure. And then I think, I don't know who it was. Maybe it was Mac or, or I would assume it's Mac just because Mac loves, loves working on projects with people. He's like a dog. He just loves running around to people and just being like, let's do this. Let's do this. And so he, he, he came Whereas to Tom me and, and I. You like, no. yeah. <laughs> do you want to? Hey, we should do this. Ah. <laughs> should we? <laughs> but yeah, Mac, Mac brought me in, and I'm grateful he did because the the record came out great. And and um, yeah, there's this there's this just kind of thing with with Tradewind where it's just like, yeah, we're gonna do these songs, and then we're gonna put them out, and we'll do some videos, and they'll get about eight thousand views in their lifetime, and. You know, like that, that's all Tradewind is. It's like, I'm not trying to downplay it by any means, but it's like, cause I, I definitely think that Tradewind has its own legs. And if, if Randy was to quit producing bands and if Tom was to quit Stray and I was to quit Six Year Guns and we were going to go all in on Tradewind, I'm sure we could make a career out of it, but it's, 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 it's just fun. You know what I mean? And it's just like, or it can be fun. Um, yeah. Well, and let- eh, from a fucking vanity point of view. Yeah, people aren't going to be able to play stick your guns when you die. Right. Like, <laughs> right. They want to play the fucking... <laughs> That's what you sound like to me. Thank um, you. But also, my fucking... My dad's a huge Tradewind fan. And that's huge, what we want. That's what we want. We almost, we almost made a shirt that said, like, Tradewind, music for parents or something like that. Because Tom... Tom, Tom <laughs> Tom's always like, my mom loves Tradewind. Um, and so does, you know, my mom does as well. But. A lot of it is because they go, wait, you can do music like this too. Right. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> okay, son of a bitch, I'm uh, from, in. From my side, it's you can do music like this too. Why are you doing the why, other thing? Yeah, why, why, why haven't you been doing this all along? I hear songs worse than, I hear songs worse than this on the radio. Right. You, could have the, you could have that million dollars. Right. <laughs> I also it's love that. that. Easy. Like, yeah. To, the, their understanding of the music industry is oh, the, you get a song on the radio and now you have a million dollars in your bank account. The, the, <laughs> the Christmas dinner conversation. <laughs> I heard a song the other day. Didn't have as much talent as you. You could, you should be doing that. Why don't you do that? <laughs> I mean, luckily my parents have never been like that, but like, like girlfriends, parents and stuff back in the day. Like I, I, I used to hate it. Like, are coming back or like anything I, I, I distance my distance myself pretty much with most people from school other than like a few but like I, coming back to my hometown and bumping into someone from school and I, oh, are you still you still doing metal are you and in my head in my head i'm like i just bought a flat right. <laughs> like, but my, the polite me goes yeah <laughs> still just doing that Still screaming along, right, and I'm right. like, what, "What about you?" And they're like, "Yeah, you know, it's still, still flipping houses, uh, and all, like, ch- no, no disrespect to whatever." Uh, but like, and in my head, I'm like, "Gosh, just come on!" Like, right. I'm not this. I'm not the type of person to come in and gloat like, "Oh, I'm doing this for metal." But right, no, definitely, poo De- it, yeah, project, <laughs> definitely, and that that's that's like a that's a big thing too. My mom, my mom always says like, "How's your little?" How's your little, uh, you know, and she doesn't mean it like that. I know she's just trying to like, you know, like that's just, she's just being a mom about it. But I'm like, it's not fucking little mom. Okay. 
Look at this. <laughs> Holding up the fucking the Germany shows. Look at these shows. Oh, Mom. that's neat. That's really neat. I'm like, yeah, it's fucking neat. We sold 3,000 tickets. Uh, <laughs> and this, this was just you guys. Like, still skeptical. Still fucking skeptical. And this was just you guys. I mean, there was other bands, but you guys were the last band. There must have been another big band. Thanks for the fucking self-fucking par there. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, your fucking album. Two of them write it, then they give it to you. You write more on top. That sounds like my dream. I love it when the boys go to see Will, and then they just make... And I'm not there, like, oh, sorry, guys, I can't make it. And then they just make a bunch of bangers and send them to me. And just put your drums on these. Perfect. No input. Oh, shit, you already have lyrics? Amazing. Bye. Definitely. I mean, that's... Oh no. I've just hung up on him. It was me, it was me. Are you still recording? <laughs> I am, yes. Okay, good, good. Do we, good, do we have to do good. another clap thing or no? No, if you're still recording, we're good. Okay, cool. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, uh, that that's at least how this one went, I think, and that's maybe why it wasn't as stressful as the others because when you you put those four people in a room together who all four of us are have personalities that are so clashing because three of us are insanely sensitive um me mac and and randy and then tom is doesn't generally doesn't care about i don't i won't say he doesn't care about people's feelings he just doesn't like respond well to like he doesn't know how to, he doesn't know how to combat an emotional argument. You know what I mean? He, he's more, he, he more so needs a logical or rational argument as opposed to an emotional one. Um, and so, yeah, the, when the three of us are in a room writing songs together, that's a whole different, that can be a tough dynamic. Uh, in general, just the writing, I feel like maybe I'm, I'm with Tom on this. I feel like maybe me and Tom get on well writing in a room together because we're, yeah okay that's the dynamic so i get on really well when writing with tom definitely because we have the same zero emotion i'm just thinking in my head of like when we're writing lyrics and someone suggests something bad me and tom are like robots like no that's, <laughs> fucking, uh, no, that's fucking ter- not only is that terrible but i'm laughing right in my head about it <laughs> Well, Which is I, not the way to be. I kind of, but for me, even though I can be emotional, I appreciate that kind of criticism just because like, I don't want, where I start getting frustrated is when people think that if, if they don't like an idea and they tell me it's bad, they think I'm going to react poorly to it. Where it's just like, don't waste my time. Is this good or not? If it's not good, just say so and I'll move on. But if you're like, yeah, good try. But what if you, it's like, I don't want to, let's not do this like weird beat around the bush thing. Just be like, yeah. I didn't like that, you know? Um, but you know, a, a thing that at least would stick to your guns and, and not so much with trade that, and I, I'm really appreciative to the guys in trade Cause they basically just go like, do your thing. And we're not even going to comment. And that's easy for me. Um, <clears throat> but with stick to your guns that, you know, it, it gets, it starts getting to the point, especially after LP six or seven, whatever's about to come out where they go like, Oh, let's, we want a part that's like nobody, which if you're not familiar with stick to your guns, nobody is an, a song of ours that is successful. So they go like, I want you to sing how you sing, like, uh, like how you sang on nobody. And it's like, I, I, I personally hate getting into the, to the momentum of like, Oh, this song was successful. So let's try to recreate, recreate that. It, yeah, but no, that, no, that song no. is successful because it was a thing that we hadn't done or it was just, 
you know what I mean? Or, or, or whatever it may be. I think that you can borrow, but from, from past things, but like, there is no formula, especially in this music. I feel like that's like, Oh, this is going to hit every time. So, so long as we do it like this, we'll be fucking, we'll be crushing it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I feel like for example, for example, and you'll probably appreciate this, a band like Metallica, they start going into the studio and I feel like they start asking themselves, what would Metallica do when you start yeah. getting, when you start getting into that mindset, your band is dead. As far as I'm yeah. concerned, like you, you yeah, might be able to still, you might be able to still operate as a business, but like if you start getting to the point asking yourself what the band you're in would do, you, you, you're kind of fucked and you need to like, you need to take a look at your situation and like, you know what I mean? I would rather a band just, you know, a band like Metallica put out a fucking record that sounds like Coldplay if they were just trying to fucking, you know what I mean? If the, if that's what was just coming naturally to them instead of being like, oh, okay, what would what would Metallica do? It's just like, who I gives feel like a shit? They made, they made the mistake of actually doing that with the Black Album and their, and like as in their, their Coldplay version of whatever right. Black Album, and then it actually smashed, right. and then. <laughs> And then them going, oh, fuck, we got to do that again. And right. then they try it three more times, doesn't work. In that space of time, they've got sober, forgotten how to rock. Right. And now <laughs> then, they, then they retry and rock. Uh, I think they eventually nailed it. The last Metallica album, I think, is fucking sick. Um, I haven't listened to it, but I will say this. I don't and, hate... And never will. <laughs> I... Don't hate Saint Anger the way that majority of the world does. That's crazy. <laughs> Why not? I don't know. I don't know. No, the, but is it because it's funny? Because I kind of love it now because it's funny. It's here's not a good. But here's the thing: if I feel like if a riff was presented to me, and this is why I feel like I need to work with producers because I can miss, you know what I mean? I can have some good ideas, but sometimes I go like, Oh wow, I really like that. And everyone else is like, are you, are you fucking high? But if the riff was presented to me, I'd be like, yup, that's sick. Yeah. But then the line frantic, tick, 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 tock. Like a clock. That's like, okay, I could give you the wor- the most delicious vegan hot dog. I'm presenting it to you. It's like, it tastes just like a fucking verst. Right. It has a lovely, whatever you want on top. What, what do you know? Like, if you want onions, you want a bit of ketchup, and I give it to you, and that's da-na-na-na-na-na. And then I just dump over the top of it, just before I give it to you, with shit that spells out frantic tick 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 tock are you still fucking eating it no definitely <laughs> or are not. you telling everyone that i gave you a fucking shit fucking hot see dog? lyrically i don't think i've never been attached to metallica lyrically like obviously like i think that there's been some amazing lyrics and i think that there's been like some awesome fucking shit but like I'm rocking a metallica because of the of the riffs you know what i mean like they're to me they're a riff band and so that, that's really why I'm listening to Metallica in the first place. Uh, but also, your lifestyle determines your death style is fucking hilarious. I mean, here's a little twist here, because I'm the world's like biggest, but because it's so bad, St. Anger fan. Um, <laughs> but when you said it there, part of me was like, is it sick? <laughs> Like I've got Stockholm syndrome. I can say anger. Actually, I mean, I, I think I think that Metallica has deserved 
um, has worked their way into being able to deserve people um, staunchly defending what they do, no matter what it is. Um, just because they've put out so many insanely sick records and so many insanely sick songs. And they're just such a sick fucking band that it's just like, I, I feel comfortable wearing a Metallica shirt from any, from any decade or era and walking out in public just because it's Metallica. You, 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 I'm sure you disagree, but, um, no, because even so, even the bad era ones, like some of those shirts are sick. Yeah, like some, of the lo- <laughs> some of the load reload shirts with just four of their faces on it. Sick. By now they got a nice vintage wash on them. Definitely. Like, mm. Stick to your guns. Stick to your guns. All has really wild Metallica takes, and none of them are the same. So, I, I'm, I'm, if you talk, if you talk to George about Metallica, he's gonna have some crazy Metallica takes. Me, oh, George, fucking can't stand him, right? <laughs> Chris, I've watched fucking some kind of monster and uh, the Black Album documentary and. Uh, live shit binge and purge with Chris at least three times. And I think we've we've talked together three times. Oh, God. How Um, are we going to talk about your record? Like, I don't know how to do it. I don't know what I'm supposed to to do. I've been here for fucking an hour and a half. Here's why why it's tough, because you you had just as much involvement with the record as I did. Okay, so what? Let's do what we can. But this is the thing about the podcast as well. I don't do it as press. I turn down all of the press things because right. I hate other people's music. I, <laughs> I, I, no, I love your band. I don't like trying to sell someone else's music. I don't need. Again, I don't need to do it. I'm doing right. this because it's fun. When Absolutely. I get told, "Do you want to do a downbeat with Jesse?" I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" I'm going to speak to Jesse for two right. hours. That's it. <laughs> So here's what I'll say about the record is like, I think that people should just check it out just based. It's hard when doing something like, I feel like downbeat and stray from the path are such a great symmetrical relationship because, um, you get a lot of people who are, who love your drumming and stray from the path coming to check your shit out. But then you also get other people who maybe either aren't familiar with stray from the path or maybe don't like stray from the path still coming to check your shit out because you're just well, a well-knowledged and hilarious person um, in the drumming Thank world. Um, but with a trade win, it sounds like different people altogether. And so I think that just on that alone, I feel like people I'd, I, I'm interested to hear what people think. And for the drummers who maybe have gotten this far into the podcast, you should definitely check the record out because the drumming, they're all gone. They're all gone. <laughs> I've been trying for so long to fucking get rid of them. Like, but they, they're still they all they're still you. here. Yeah. I've made a mistake. There's fucking drumsticks in the logo. Right. But that was my problem. And everyone's like, oh your drum how's your little drum podcast? Shut the fuck up. Right. Ten, ten episodes in a row with no drummers. Musically ten. musically the fucking record rocks. I'm a fan of it. Like I could have it with no words and be like, This this is a cool DJ Shadow type of record. DJ Shadow, Radiohead yep. meets um there's a fucking the synths give it a kind of dark side of the moon vibe in places a little pink floydy definitely um it definitely doesn't sound like it's from this era yeah totally and that's i think we were trying to go for is like old beck or like that that band blonde redhead or shit like that you know like i i think that's what that's what's cool i I felt like i had an opportunity to to like flex a muscle that i i hadn't 
really ever flexed before because this trade win record isn't really like the old trade win records there's you know you don't none even of them are right no right. i love that all three are like their own it could be a different fucking band name no totally totally and that's what i like about it too i think people are missing like the heaviness like from our first ep um which i kind of no, am too and we, and we no, talk i don't give a shit i don't right? give a shit. Don't do that. <laughs> but uh but yeah i i think it's i think it's a super like cool cool record it's not it's it's maybe not as abstract as like i would i would want it to be or maybe even as abstract as like someone like randy probably uh was trying to um create uh just because when i if i'm gonna sing on some shit i'm like you know i i like choruses like i want to go back and sing this chorus again you know what i mean whereas randy I feel like to, to someone like Randy, he's not interested. He's not, I'm sure he likes choruses, but I don't think he's Randy likes fucking bell, Witch. <laughs> Randy, <laughs> he, Randy he, wants he, to stitch the, all the songs together into one song with the synth <laughs> running throughout. He's on some next level shit that I don't, that I don't He's a fucking genius. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so a lot of the times I think he has to, I can understand his frustration because he probably feels like, Oh, I got to meet these guys at their level. You know what I mean? And my, and, and you know, we're, we're at the fart sniffing level and Randy's at the fucking. Just, yeah. He's God tier. <laughs> excuse me, guys. I've completed music. What you're doing is wrong. Okay? <laughs> what you're doing is completely fucking wrong. Here's a, here's a thing. Oh no. Am I going to forget it? Have I forgotten what I was going to say? Uh, it, does this happen? I'm, I'm just, this is just me hypothesizing. Does Randy take it more seriously because he doesn't have like another relatively big outlet? I don't. Randy and Mac, I would say. Right. Now, now, I don't think they necessarily take it more seriously. Like, I don't think they're delusional in any sense. Um, I think that they probably wish it could be more serious as, as does probably every member of Tradewind. So I think that there is a little bit of like, oh man. Is there more fire in them? Right. Is what I'm getting at. I don't, That's what I mean. Right. I feel like there, there, there may be, um, like I know Mac loves Tradewind. Um, and whether that's because he's a fan of the music, I'm sure he is, or he just likes writing with us, um, or whether he wishes he was in a, in a band. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily know that Mac wishes he could tour as extensively as you know, like Matt Mac has like a really cool home life that he built that I think he's, he, he enjoys thoroughly. And he would, he would be in a fucking band. Right. If he wanted to do that. Exactly. He's fucking sick. He's so good at drumming that it's like, exactly. If that's something he actually wanted, then he would. Um, and I know, and I know he had done, he, he, he spent before the pandemic touring with a bunch of like really massive pop artists. Um, and he, he crushes that kind of music. He crushes, he's really great at metal. Like he's great at trade win. Like he's just a very good and dynamic drummer. Um, <clears throat> But, but yeah, I, I think that they, they definitely probably wish it was like, I wish we could do this. I wish trade win can be what stick to your guns or what stray is, you know? Um, and again, I don't, I don't even disagree with that. I think that would be fucking sick. It's just not, unfortunately not really in the realm of possibility, at least right now. Yeah. You just don't want to do it. <laughs> uh, that, um, honestly, just fucking listen to the album. This is what I always say to people who want to do the downbeat as press or whatever. Like, I've got a lot of monthly listeners now. 40,000, sometimes 50, depending Let's on the guests. Fucking go. Um, which is sick. But I'm not selling the music. I'm selling the fucking person. 
Love I that. know that Sell you're sick as fuck. <laughs> I know you're sick as fuck. Some people that listen to my podcast might not. So well, he, like, here's, here's what I'll say as well. I feel like British people, or even I'll say this, people who live under the rule of the queen, Canada, uh, the UK, Australia, I feel like they generally understand Tradewind and appreciate Tradewind way more than their American counterparts. Um, why that is, I don't know. I think it's because a lot of the music we listen to were, you know, is like, I love, I love Brit music. I fucking love it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so it, it, I feel like that influences a lot of, of how I approach Tradewind. And so maybe that's why, you know, people from, from, from England, uh, maybe, understand it that's the thing I, I feel like i don't have to sell tradewind whereas like i feel like maybe a german stick to, the average german stick to your guns fan i feel like they maybe have to be sold like like wait why are you doing this whereas like with the yeah. people in the uk generally well, have a, maybe now yeah, exactly they have a broader maybe more a little bit more of a broader like uh taste or palette for music instead of just like kind of honing in on one style of 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 music I think in a way, though, it's it's actually quite cute. Is that a fucking bird now? I know. I'm so sorry. I live in a zoo. Oh, fucking Dr. <laughs> Doolittle. I think it's kind of cute, actually, though, that that Germans will... I'm, I'm, I'm only saying Germans. We've talked a lot about Germans, but it's because Stick to Your Guns is the... Uh, well, you can't leave the microphone. I need you to not. answer what I'm about to say. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Shut up. Um... I'm only using Germans because Stick to Your Guns is absolutely massive in Germany. But I think it's funny how, like, Euro fans in particular are, like, trying to understand Tradewind. Even if they don't like it, it just proves that it's kind of cute. It just proves their allegiance to you. Right. Uh, okay, Jesse's new band. I like it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to like it. This is fun. My God. My God and Savior, Jesse. Um... Is there a lyrical theme? What the fuck does the title mean? Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I thought this was going to make it better, taking her out, but it didn't. It made it worse. Okay, tell me the lyrical theme. Oh my god, that was right into the microphone. I know, I'm so sorry. Okay, there's a bird. I Lemon, shut the me. fuck up, dude. The lyrical theme, I, I, I mean, I try, to, I try to, I try, I really try to, to approach the the whole like you know capitalism thing and the, i mean I've, i think right from the title the day we got what we deserved you can kind of tell it's like oh fuck you know like yeah it, this is this is going to be some shit now i every song on the record you know there's the, there's the normal songs about oh this fucking person broke my heart i definitely deserved it but it still sucks um you hear her flapping around yeah, I'm, en I'm ending this the minute you tell me what the fucking record means because um, <laughs> I'm going to compress this fucking bird song. I know, I'm so sorry. Hold on one second. It's fine. Hold we've on, we've hit the fucking... We've hit, we've hit the allocated time needed. Okay. All right. I'm back. Fucking, yeah, straight up a zoo. You just fucking let it out the window. <laughs> it's like, you're free now. Bye. Here you go. Um... But yeah, I, I, I think, but obviously, you know, the, what I'm, tr the, the thing I was trying to have a two pronged approach, like the day we got what we deserve in speaking about like, yeah, there's a relationship that isn't working. And 
we tried everything we could and you know there's the there's that idea there's like a business term called sunken cost fallacy which is basically like the the mindset that people get into where they go like i've already dumped this amount of time into this thing so therefore i need to keep going and that can be very dangerous whether it be in business or whether it be in relationship or whatever it is and so it's like yeah this is the day we got what we deserved our relationship fell apart and exploded both of our lives but you know we 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 we, we rebuilt and, you know, and I, I was able to, you know, now start over again, even though it was fucking terrible. In the same sense, it's the day we got what we deserved in the societal sense where it's like, look, if we keep going down this path and keep doing these things that we know are going to end us, then that's what we deserve. And, you know, the thing about the earth, it's like, I, I, I am an environmentalist. I think that we need to look after the planet and we need to take care of it and that we all need to learn how to coexist with it instead of being this thing that's plaguing it. But the earth will, will and can heal itself. We even saw that in during the pandemic, you know, and, and, and in no way am I an eco-fascist where I'm saying like, I want to be fucking Thanos and it, you know, I'm not trying to be like people are the problem and they're always going to be the problem. So we should fucking kill half the population. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is that we can learn and the earth is trying to communicate with us and they're trying, the earth is trying to tell us like, Hey, I'm not feeling great and y'all are the problem. And if you don't stop, I'm just going to shake myself like a dog and send you all out into outer space so I can so that I can breathe again. You know what I mean? So I think that we need to learn that like the planet isn't fucking around. It's not something that we can like dominate. It's not something that we can like beat into submission. It will do what it's going to do unless we learn how to exist with it. And so whether that be from an environmental stance, whether that be from an, you know, an economic system or a social system, like, we need to figure out a way where we can all communicate with each other and have some sort of mutual respect and dignity towards one another. We don't have to like everyone. You know what I mean? I'm sure you, I'm sure Craig, knowing you, I'm, I'm sure you agree with the majority of things that I said. Having said that, you and I both don't like most of the people we come in contact with, but that doesn't mean, <laughs> that doesn't mean I want them to die or that I want bad things for them. I want for the people to have the things that they, that they need in order to have a, a, a successful life. But yeah, I also just I I, I don't know anymore. Sometimes <laughs> I'm like at, sometimes sometimes I'm like at a crossroad and if someone doesn't let me out in my car in my red BMW <laughs> if someone doesn't let me out because for some reason they've judged me um, I imagine them flipping their car and getting trapped in the wreckage well, and then the flames engulfing them we're not talking about being in the car that's a different that's a different guy you're not you're not talking to that guy that guy only lives in the car we got what we deserved um, except if you were in the car yeah in which then case you're gonna get what you game. deserve yeah in which case you're fair fucking game um, so it's multi it's a multifaceted so you can what are you telling me i could read some lyrics and i can i can it's a girl and it's the planet and <laughs> and it's uh us well when you're looking with like for example the first song burning of the iron age is like is that's more of a song where it's like yeah this is like this it's almost like apocalyptic like this is how the this is how the it's too late yeah so let's all hold hands and watch the world fall apart 
and you know, watch it destroy Love us. It. <clears throat> then die, die, die. I explained in, in is, which is the next track I explained in the, when we did the release of the song, like that's quite literally about the capitalist system being like, you know, I, the video is me shows me going through killing each member of trade which by the way is very therapeutic. I suggest you, you try to do mm-hmm. a stray video like that. <laughs> I don't hate them enough now I know, because I we know. haven't done anything. <laughs> Give me a fucking six-week tour. Exactly. But that video is me very calmly going around and killing each of them, whereas like if the three of them could have come together being like, wait, why are we afraid of this dude? You know what I mean? Let's just kill him. Then You need you know, to watch this fucking film. You're, going to, <laughs> you're literally going to ejaculate. Yeah, you're going to ejaculate. At the I end cannot of wait. But... Uh, yeah, that that's that's like the the capitalist thing. I think after that is Bishop, and that's you know that 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 song's more about a relationship one, and then and you you you're going to be able to tell just from listening. So, Bishop was my favorite. Mine too, mine too. Of course, it fucked. <laughs> we're sick. the same guy. We're the fucking same. Um, guy. real quick, hit me. Give me a top. I, I didn't even tell you this. I need your top five bands of all time. Ooh, uh, yeah, I think I think you already I, know I, this. Uh, so Godspeed, I, I, Godspeed. Yeah. Is definitely one of them. I mean, man, I'm such a mark for Ephraim Minuk that like even Ephraim Minuk's solo records. Ephraim Minuk is the guy who's basically started Godspeed, even though Godspeed is technically like a collective. Um, and sometimes they play and there's like four people and then sometimes they play and there's like 25, <laughs> which is so That's great. Sick, you never know what yeah. you're walking into. But Ephraim uh, Manuel Minuk uh, from Montreal, he, he, he does that band. He does Sil- Silver Mount Zion, another band I love. Uh, he does his own solo records, which I love. So, I mean, maybe I'll just put all of his bands under one kind of thing. Uh, Propagandy, another one of my favorites. Uh, I'll throw a hardcore band in there, Terror. I just think Terror is like the most pure hardcore band of all time. Like, yeah, there's, uh, there's other ones who have put out better records than terror records but i think terror is the most consistent hardcore band and and a band who i truly feel like lives and loves that the music um trying to think trying to think trying to think okay here's here's where you don't have to think because what i want to do is i've i've realized now i provide a service with the downbeat um which actually comes back to what we said earlier about um how if you give people more resources, they'll be more productive and happier. Right. Right. The minute the downbeat went to Patreon, which means that I kind of get paid for it, mm-hmm. I I release twice as many episodes now because nice. I'm far more fucking comfortable. But a lot of people haven't heard of bands in people's top fives and they're like, thank you so much for getting me into like some of the 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 more underground shit, Cold right. Luna, stuff like that. So we'll do a Godspeed. We'll do a, like, where should people start? The vibe is very fucking apocalyptic. Oh, uh, definitely. Yeah. Sound, so, soundscapey, droney. What's the, what's the technical? I mean, it's pretty, it's, word? It, it, it can be pretty like pretentious up your own fucking ass, like art, art rock fucking shit. But, but I don't think that there's any specific album that, that, uh, I think you could start with any of them to be completely honest with you. Um, and, and you know, another band that's like that, who I love is Mogwai, which I know, I, I, have, oh, I, I know you're a Mogwai Scottish fan. Boys as well. love yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Love them. Um, they just got a number one record. The last record went to number one in the UK. Really? How sick is that? Amazing. A Mogwai record. Number Fucking one. Incredible. Um, but yeah, that's another band I love, but I think, but I think like a lot of people start with, with, uh, lift your skinny fists. Um, 
the Godspeed record. That's a good one. One of my personal favorites is is it's like um, F sharp. Yeah, yeah. F sharp. That's my favorite. F sharp. Infinity. A sharp. Infinity. Yeah. That's my favorite one. That fucking album in the van when I'm just having some some like just thoughts. <laughs> Well, that no will not <laughs> that will not pull you out of that mindset. If anything, oh, it's going to send you deeper. Drags, drags me fucking in. Um, but if any if anyone's seen the movie Twenty Eight Days Later, oh, the yeah. main the main fucking bit of music from that is the last the last track or second to last track on F Sharp Infinity. Something yeah. fucking it's like the name of a road. I can't remember. I don't do names. I put the fucking <laughs> record on and I listen to it. East Hastings. East Hastings. That's why I thought it was a road because it's a place. Right. Um, and then Silver Mount Zion. I can't fucking. I can't listen to. Uh, I mean, there's they. They've left. What's they've left us, but now. Well, you know the one I mean, the fucking green one. Yeah, uh, uh, he has left us. I'm looking it up right now. He has left us alone, but the shafts of. Light, light sometimes grace the corner of our rooms it's like album right, fucking is fucking unfucking believable though it's isn't it so fucking good um horses in the sky was the one that i think i started with and then i kind of went in the sky i can't listen to because there's the song about missing your dog and it makes me think about my old dog oh yeah um it, which is it, yeah that's any any song like that i'm just like skip unless i'm just by yeah. myself <laughs> And then but, you want to give me it. Give but me also, cry. The, the record that they put out that I felt like really rivaled Godspeed was that record, Fuck Off, Get Free, We Pour Light on Everything. And that one is, is like fucking unbelievable. And I think, it, I think it touches on a lot of things like almost like, like that was a massive, um, uh, that was a massive like uh, inspiration for the first song on the new trader record. Um, ah, see, I that, haven't given that. I haven't given that much time. I only do the other two. Yeah, if 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 there, there's one called uh, there's a song called um, "What We Loved Was Not Enough," and that's very much like. Um, that's very much like that same kind of vibe of like the, the world is falling apart. So what are we going to do about it? And it's it's fucking amazing. Um, but yeah, just the, the, that that band is amazing, and I and, and I've also had they have a they have a studio in Montreal called Hotel Two Tango that I was just like I'm gonna record there one day, and and you can just hire Ephraim as a as an engineer, like you know what I mean, like he should probably be like in the halls of music, you know what I he's mean, like sitting on a golden engineer. throne, yeah, exactly. But he's just like some guy that anyone can hire to to do your record, and and so you know he's just he's a he's a He's a humble, yeah, humble why person. Why haven't you done it then? Why the fuck haven't you done it? I don't know. I I, I feel like I wouldn't... I'd be too nervous. <laughs> That's cute. I know. That's I cute. Know. I, I truly love this man, so... Yeah. That's fucking sick. Um, I'm good. That was good. Yeah, same. You got was, anything... When does your fucking album come out? May 21st, so next next week. The Tradewind next, record. Hey, the, wait, what day is that? Friday, I think. Okay, so this comes out the day before. So yeah. Comes out tomorrow, guys. And it's Let's go. really great. You put it on your fucking stream, dog. Do the fucking thing. Let's fucking do it. My last thing will say, I'll say, read Wretched of the Earth. The Wretched of the Earth by France Fanon. That's uh, for people who are interested in any sort of political things that I maybe have said today. Start there. Incredibly Whoa, important book. Oh, fucking, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out before I uh, leave that bit in. No, I'm joking. Yeah. 
It's like some fucking book on it. How to build a bomb and take it. <laughs> how to how to build a bomb and take it into your local bank by Jesse Barnett. Anyway, on that fucking note, I love you to death. I miss I'm, you, I, Craig. I miss the I fuck wanna, out of you, pal. I, I want to see you. Remember that time? One of my fondest memories was when me, you, and Tom. You know what I'm going to say? We bought whole bottles of uh, whole boxes of cereal. Captain Crunch cut the boxes so they became big fucking bowls, poured it all in, and we just sat. I think we watched fucking Superbad or something. See, and that's what I want to be doing. That's what yeah. I want to be doing. So let's fix society so that I don't got to be out on my weekends feeding people. I don't want to be. I want to be making giant bowls of Captain Crunch with my friends. Help me. <laughs> oh, fuck. I love you so much. Can love just you, email me your file wave form and i'll uh figure the rest out we'll do pal nice one mate love you love bye